what is the average customer paying today in terms of ARPU or ACV? So the ACV would be 2.7K. Oh, you knew that right off the top of your head. (laughs) You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Mikkel Thunberg. He is the founder of a company called Supermetrics, which gives marketers easy access to the data they need. Mikkel, you ready to take us to the top? Sure. I was so impressed when we spoke in October in 2020 because you said, Nathan, we start off as this little, this little extension. And then Google said, please, please build an app for our, for our partnership store, our marketplace. And you resisted. And then you said yes, and revenue sort of took off. You had broken, I think, about 35 million in 2020 in AR. But I'd love, before we get into the metrics, to talk about product. So what are you guys today? And sort of where are you thinking about Supermetrics two, three years from now in terms of product? Yes. So... So we want to give uh, all the marketers access to all the data that they need, need to be able to do their jobs well. And that's hands-on marketers, hands-on analysts who need to analyze, analyze all of their marketing data. Marketing data is really split up in very many different places, many different systems. So you use a lot of different advertising networks, CRMs, um, uh, marketing automation tools, all kinds of different mar- mar- marketing technology. Very difficult to get the big, big picture. So we bring all of that data together for you. And what makes us special is that we don't have our own reporting UI, but we let you use whatever tool you already have in use in your, your organization. So we can bring the data for you into an Excel file or into Google Sheets or Google Data Studio, Power BI, Tableau, whatever you want as the destination. So we, we kind of support all of the all of all of these destinations for for the data mm-hmm. and, and recently we've also added a data warehousing product so you can also set up a marketing data warehouse very easily with, with supermetrics now when we look at uh well, actually, just take us back when did you launch your first app in the google workspace marketplace do you remember the year that was 2014 and that was at launch right that's when they launched the marketplace yeah and so now I'm looking here, you've got seven, 757,000 downloads through this marketplace. You're updating it constantly. Um, I can see that the last update was actually like today because they, they tag it in the extension. So I assume, is this still your most powerful distribution channel in terms of where you're getting the most new signups from? Yeah, we get a lot of, a lot of signups from there. A um, couple of hundred every day. Same with the Google Data Studio Marketplace. So that's also a really good source for leads for us. Um, so those would, would definitely be the top two. Mm-hmm. Now you've done all this branching into your team a little bit. W- what year did you hire your first sales rep with the quota? That was 2018. And what was revenue around that time? Let me check. Um, because that was while you're looking that up. I mean, that was right in the range. Cause you told me this last time you, you broke about 2.2 million in revenue in 2017. And that was seven years, basically, because you launched in 2010, where you're below 2.2 million revenue. But then you exploded after that 
up to 21, 22 million in 2019. So I'm curious how much of that was because of the partnerships with Google, or did you start to really hire a sales organization that helped drive a bunch of that growth? Yeah, I don't have the actual the monthly numbers here. I should probably look them up <laughs> for, for me to have, you know, talk about that, that level of detail. But for sure, kind of both did that. So when we launched the, the Google Seeds add-on 2014, started monetizing it in 2015, that really took off. Uh, then we launched the Google Data Studio product 2017, and that was another immediate success, even more more like a rapid rapid um, trajectory then. And then 2018, we were on a really good growth path, path and we, we started building the sales org. And of course, that accelerated it further, but we were already doing pretty well with the product-led mm-hmm. growth. So flesh out the full team for me today. How many folks are full-time? Around 260. 260. Okay. And how many are engineers? That would be around 70. 70. Wow. Okay. And then I guess looping back to the sales conversation, how many sales reps do you have that carry a quota? That's around 70 as well. Interesting. Okay. So that has really, that team's almost doubled since the last time we spoke. So ha- tell me about how you're doing that. That's a lot of, that's 40 sales hires with a quota in the past 24 months. Um, did you get it right the first time in terms of the on-target earnings to, to sort of quota ratio? Yeah, I think we've done pretty well. We hired a, the first salesperson I hired was an experienced sales leader from, from Meltwater actually. And he's of course, has a ton of experience and has been building the sales org, org with, with Supermetrics. You said from, from Meltwater? Yeah. And who was that? Martin Ilman. So if people are looking to hire their own version of Martin, what kind? Like, what was his title at Meltwater? Was he the head of sales or was he a junior guy at Meltwater that you, he wanted to leave and join you to be the guy at Supermetrics? No, he, he was the head of uh, Meltwater in Finland. And, and then he, he was head of a, a product area for Meltwater in the Nordics. And, and for a while, he was also in some role in the San Francisco office of Meltwater. I, I can't remember exactly what. Okay. So 70, 70 quota carrying reps, do they all have, when they're all ramped up, do they all have the same annual quota? Mm, not that exactly. I think we, we do have some, like we have the basic kind of inbound rep quota. And then we have outbound reps who are, are on a different, different quota. Which one's higher? Um, I should check that with Martin. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> the details of the quarters. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the outbound reps are also on a quarterly cycle versus the inbound reps are on a monthly cycle. And 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 then we just hired our, our strategic accounts director, so uh, more, more, kind of a more senior uh, sales um, salesperson who who's been doing kind of higher value deals for Bloomberg. And, and we'll be uh, kind of driving prime, the, the higher ACV deals with us as well, because the vast majority of our deals are still rather rather low, like 10K, 15K uh, mm-hmm. deals. So, so I think there's a lot of potential in getting, getting more of this 50K, 50K to 100K deals as well. So we hope that uh, this, this person can accelerate that. And don't, ob- don't obviously tell me the customer name, but your largest customer today, what's their contract value? Have you broken anyone with a million that pays you more than a million per year? Uh, no, no, nothing close to that. I got it. Okay. More do you have any at more than a hundred thousand per year? No, we are very close. Um, okay. so we have, we have some, some like 85 K ARR and, and I think we are in negotiation with, with some that would be over a hundred K. 
So what clues are you learning from your big accounts already in terms of what you might be able to upsell very effectively to the base that's currently paying you lower ACV? Is it a number of seats? Is it product upsells? What's the lever you think? Yeah, so partly it's expanding the, their usage of the core products, as we call them. So if they use Google Seeds, selling more seats on that. If it's Data Studio, selling more seats or more data source connectors, as that, that's also a pricing factor for us. But where we see a lot of um, good good attraction is uh, going to the, the the customers who use Google Sheets or, or Data Studio really heavily, and then saying we also have a data warehousing offering. So as your data amounts are very large, you would get a lot of value if you add a data warehouse to your your kind of marketing data stack. And and there we see see a lot of uh, good upsell. And of course, these clients they. They often then end up having a data warehouse, but they also keep the data, data studio or, or Google Sheets um, products. So we we can support the kind of full full uh, range mm-hmm. there. So you can get your data still into spreadsheets very easily, into data studio very easily, but then you also have a, a robust solution with the data data warehouse. The warehouse upsell now. Now, how many customers are you serving now today? All all total paid. So total would be something close to uh, eight, eight, eighteen thousand. 18,000. Okay. Wow. And, and do you think most of your future growth over the next couple of years will come from adding new customers or really expanding aggressively in the current install base? Of course, we are doing both, but I do see a lot of expansion potential in the current client base. So we already have a huge number of big brands and, and pretty much all the, all the major agencies are clients of ours. And many of them are, are currently on a quite a low ACV. So I do see a lot of potential there to expand them and we are doing that doing that all the time so a lot of a lot of the growth comes from ACV increase do you guys care about valuation right now specifically your valuation do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company there is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than founderpath's new valuation tool We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Now, this is sort of an unfair question because averages are not that valuable, but to keep it simple, I'll ask it. What is the average customer paying today in terms of ARPU or ACV? So the ACV would be 2.7K. Oh, you knew that right off the top of your head. <laughs> All right. So about 3,200 US dollars at current exchange rates or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And then, I mean, can we take, uh, Mikhail, can we take 3,200 USD times 18,000 customers? It puts you guys right around 58 million in ARR right now. Uh, in the USD terms, I don't have actually the, the number, but uh, it's around you know, 46 and a half in euros. In euros, okay, fair enough. So depending on the depending on the conversion rates each morning, it changes a little bit. But forty six point five million euros, which is great. Now, what is that in terms of growth rate over the past twelve months? So we are seeing still rapid growth. So we, we are at around fifty percent year on year. Fifty. Fifty. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Now I remember last time I interviewed you, you were excited because you got your deal done. I think it was a 40 million on 400. You shared some of that was secondary, but you were also kind of bummed because you felt like you took a bit of a hit on valuation because of COVID. Um, any, you know, we're now, we're now, what are we, we're 19 months after that round. So are you about to announce a new fundraising, a new secondary to create some liquidity for early employees? Well, of course, there's a lot of interest towards us, and, and these concerns are ongoing latest today, just before this call, actually. So let's see. But of course, you, you know the market situation. The multiples have gone down. Maybe it's not the best time to do anything. So yep. let's see if we get, get to where we want, but it's possible. Do you, but we are, on the other hand, we are not in no hurry to do anything. So if, if you don't get a good number, you can just wait. That's what I was going to ask you. So from a unit economic and P&L and balance sheet perspective, can you afford to be very patient? Are you guys profitable today? Yes, we've been profitable throughout the company history and never wow. used one euro of investor money in this company. So, Wow, that's very impressive. That's, that's very impressive. Um, okay, so I guess what you, you don't have a valuation because you haven't raised since we last spoke, but what would you value the company at today? You know, I, I can't tell you because that will affect any, any discussions we may be having. But, um, you know, the, the last valuation, I think, was, was pretty low considering, the, you know, we, we don't, did the valuation at the worst possible time during the, when COVID started. And of course, we've grown a lot. The multiples have increased. So, And just to be clear, Michael, that was 40 on 400, right? So in euro terms, the valuation was 250. In euro. Okay. Got it. But a big chunk of that was secondary, you said, right? Most of that. Most of it was secondary. Yeah. So, and I would, I would agree with you, by the way. So like, I think you guys traded at something like an eight to 12 X on that last round. When I'm seeing yeah. companies that don't have anywhere near your performance that even have a little lower revenue trading at like 30, 40 X here in the States. So I, it's, it's just not fair or maybe it's just a timing thing. Who knows? Yeah. But, but meanwhile, the competitors have been raising rounds with, with much worse numbers than we have at a pretty good, good multiples. So I think. Who would you put in that bucket? Who would you say are your top three competitors? So who we meet, meet most often would be Funnel, a Swedish one, uh, Adverity, Austrian. Adverity? Yeah. Okay. And about um, well, Fivetran, yep. a US, US company. To some extent, com competitive as well. We don't meet them that frequently, but still. So, when are we going to hear about you raising a large round and just buying out Funnel.io and bringing the two companies together? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if we, we would want to buy them. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, shots fired. You heard it. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, no, if I have to Funnel, but you know. <laughs> they're looking right. at acquisition targets but they're not on the list to be honest do you have you guys acquired any other companies is that part of your playbook moving forward do you, do you have any acquisitions on the table so we've done a couple of very very small acquisitions so so one man business is uh, nothing nothing major yet we are looking at options of course we have the balance sheet we could could do something mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we, we will need to see a good fit yeah um and so what would be a good fit right like what how are you thinking about m a so what we are mostly thinking there is we have, have a huge client base, a lot of you know, very big companies, big agencies. So what could be a product that we could upsell to these uh, clients that we already have? 
Yeah. And I mean, for context, right? If you, this is going to be a very small number, right? But if you buy a company that you feel like you're 18,000 install base, you can convert 50% of them, right? To a new $1,000 a month plan. That's, that's 9 million a month in new revenue. Uh, so, so, I mean, it's significant if you can, if you can, if you can do it, you know? Yep. Um, very compelling. Okay. Well, as we wrap up here, any, any product stuff you want to chat about in terms of where you're going, we know about the data warehouse, uh, what's next on the roadmap. So we are also looking at expansion beyond the marketing data. So that's quite interesting. We've developed some new technology so we can expand the data source integration side very fast. So we can do more experimentation on different types of data sources. So we have all kinds of interesting data data sources coming out. For instance, we just released a Slack connector just to see like MVP to, to fetch Slack data and then we see if there's traction or not. And you know, maybe there's not, but we'll do a lot of these and, and then see where mm-hmm. we get, get traction and then invest more. And it sounds like customers are loving it. They're sticking net. What's net dollar retention today? So across the whole business, it's uh, around 100. Okay, around 100. So that's actually about, you told me last time you had about 12% churn, but 13% expansion. So about 100% net dollar retention. That hasn't changed much. No, no. Yeah. Okay. And is CAC still about 400 bucks or are you willing to spend more to get a customer today? So we are investing more. Okay. We have a, um, we hired a CMO a year ago and, and, and definitely we are, we are um, investing for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Mikhail, number one, favorite book. Oh, sorry. I didn't prepare for this. Uh, your, last one was ba- your last one was Bad Blood. Uh-huh. Um, what did I read recently? <laughs> or tell me anything you read recently. It could, be, it could have been a blog. could have been a book, a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I was reading Starship Troopers uh, last There we go. Right. Starship Troopers. <laughs> 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 All right. Num- number two, Mikhail, is there a CEO you're following or studying or maybe someone you really respect there in, uh, in the Nordics? In the Nordics? Hmm. I would say maybe Kapanen from uh, Supercell. Supercell CEO. Okay. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building supermetrics besides your own? Well, Google Sheets is pretty obvious, I, I think. Well, let me ask a more specific question there. What do you guys use in your, you know, your CMO? What are you guys using in your marketing tech stack to track, you know, key marketing metrics? So uh, on the marketing tech stack, so we, we, we actually have a marketing automation tool called Exponia. So that's okay. what we use. Yep. Uh, yeah. They're great. Yep. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Around eight. Okay. That's good. And situation, married, single kiddos? I'm married with uh, three kids. There, That's consistent. It's good. Both of those are consistent. Still married, still three kids. It's great. And uh, Michael, I think, you two, yeah, I think you had two <laughs> birthdays since we last spoke. So I think what you're 40, 42 today or 41? 42. 42. Yeah. Very good. All right. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. I wish I knew I could do it, but you know, being an entrepreneur, I had doubts for so long. Guys, there you have it. Supermetrics launched in 2010 as a very simple extension, then got into the Google ecosystem, rapid, rapid growth, passing 20 million in annual revenue in 2019. Now doing 43.5 million euros uh, annually, which is obviously great. Sorry, 46.5 million euros uh, in ARR annually. That's 50% year over year growth. 
uh, profitable, which we love. Last round was caught, uh, you know, 40 million USD at around a 400 million US valuation, but I think undervalued based on others in the space. Growing nicely up there in the Nordics. Catch Mikhail's chat at sassiest2020.com. That'll be April 20th, coming up in a couple of days, April 20th and 21st in Malmo, Sweden. Mikhail, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks. It was great being here.